Get the camera ready, honey. Ready. Can you do a share impersonation? Let me see it. I'm great. Share <laughs> <laughs> meets Kermit. <laughs> do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah, do it this time, but lick your hair back. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that meme will live forever. It's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Amazing. Well, add it to the shelf of great to so bad they're great share impressions of Drag Race. Mary, it's just something that I love about mostly gay people, but I think it applies to the whole LGBTQ community, that everybody has a share impression, and rarely is it good, but rarely does it even matter. Yeah, I really I think that is, you know, like if we could all just realize the goal is not to do a good share impression, it's just to do a share impression. So let's hear it, Mary. Well, you know, longtime listeners know that my share impression is very good. It's very it's good and it's very specific. Um and it <clears throat> you know, it goes mm, God, I you know, I can get choked up thinking about it. Um me, 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 yeah, it is all about me, 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 me. Um so my impression would be something like Hey, I'm fucking Cher, bitch. I'm parked here. You want to get out of my way? I'm Cher, bitch. And she's got like Great. elbows and hands that go out. I, I can't even stop myself from doing it. But um, uh-huh. yeah, because I'm fucking Cher, okay. bitch. I, you know, I I'm not going to buy you a pizza because I'm Cher. <laughs> well, listen, I, I I mean, my my impression, I, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. here waiting because I'm on the cul-de-sac. I don't know if I'm going to get Cher. I don't know if I'm going to get Jimmy Stewart. I don't know if I'm going to get Owen Wilson. I don't know if I'm going to get Jodie Foster. I don't know if I'm going to get Robert De Niro and meet the parents. I don't know. He's actually down the hill a little bit. But Kings of Leon, Kings of, Eddie Vedder. Yep, yeah. yep. I that's right. Absolutely, They're all in the same world. Alanis has a little bungalow, kind of a further further uh, up sure. the hill. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me do mine. Um, Wagon Wheel Watusi. Owen Wilson to a T. <laughs> I felt like I was watching Wedding Crashers. Wagon Wheel Watusi. I'm not gonna buy you a pizza. I'm share, bitch. Uh, Snap out of it. Man, it's just, it's like, it's a wonderful life. Welcome, uh, Cher, to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome, the ghost of James Stewart. Love it. Listen, uh, yet again, RuPaul is kind of flexing here. RuPaul, I feel like, wields this special power, and it's this branding, marketing, just thing that he sometimes does with various queens. We've talked about this before uh, with Willow Pill. The minute Rue called Willow Willow Pill, so Willow Pill, it became a thing. Mm -hmm. How RuPaul said Ivy Winters every time actually like wasn't wasn't that great, but we all know Ivy Winters. I, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I think by how Rue said her name is why we remember her more. 
that's when someone talks about or mentions Ivy Winters, usually the like hair trigger response from a drag race fan would be to do the Ivy Winters. And so like that's yes. like the, the first like I would say like New York City, but <laughs> that's Tokyo. Um, but that's, you know, uh you know, that's that's how that works. Um yeah, I think that RuPaul, I mean, even back in the day with season three, little things like Stacey Lane, Bryant, Matthews, Lattisaw, Q. Uh-huh. Just, yes. you know, uh, Nino Bonina, you know. Obama, Obama RuPaul Charles Brown. RuPaul Charles yeah. Brown, yeah. <laughs> um, Newark LaGuardia Kennedy. Yes, right. Paris Michaels, uh, or Paris uh, Milan, right? <laughs> Whatever oh, yeah. It it was to up, Milan. Uh, yeah, New York. Paris, Milan, Milan. Yeah, uh, maybe that that one shouldn't count. But you know what I mean when I say like the branding of a queen or just giving them something. Yeah, it's, well, I, it, it's it, just something that that she a bit she does with that queen. I also think it's just like Rue develops a rattle, and then you give a baby a rattle; mm. she can't help but shake it. And I just think, yeah. you know, Mag, she would have said Magnolia Crawford as many times right. as Magnolia could have stuck around that season. Um, yeah, I, That's right. I love it. Like, I think it is almost an unconscious thing Rue does where he just like wants to make a little, just, you know, I don't know. He's like, Ooh, I hear this thing. I want to just make it happen. Um, I don't know. But even the brilliance to know, like, because I feel like RuPaul asking Maya to do a share impression I I was I'm not totally convinced convinced as RuPaul would say I'm not so convinced that RuPaul knew how brilliant it was going to become. Uh, I think RuPaul was just sort of testing Maya because I don't think RuPaul expected Maya to do it. Oh, I mean, I think the this is also the other like the Maya Amon LePage story this season where it's like RuPaul. It is a little bit of Stacey Lane Matthews where it's like. You know, you keep saying you're going to bring it. When are you going to bring it? I know it's in there. And I feel like mm. RuPaul is like, or the narrative, because, you know, there's the show and then there's whatever they decide. But the narrative, because really what was supposed to happen was Mirage was supposed to send Geneva home. We all know that. But yep, the narrative right. of keeping Maya is like, it, there's like the story of like RuPaul wants to give that queen one more chance to really come out of her shell and, and start flipping tables. Um or whatever she does. And I feel like, I don't know. That's why I believe she may have kept Maya, but it may just have been the Shermit impression. Well, let's, let, let me just say the minute she did it, she proved to RuPaul, like, listen, keep me one more week. Mm -hmm. Like honestly. And I mean, put a pin in that because I don't think Maya did that terribly in the challenge, if I'm just being honest. But um, so I don't even know, like, yeah, I don't think she should have been to the bottom anyway. But uh, this whole moment, the minute she did it back, RuPaul was like, okay, you have something now. Uh -huh. At least you have an anchor now. You did this. I did this for you, but you did this. Um, and Mary, I I laughed so hard. I love that she made her do it again. Yeah. Uh, normally, you're not supposed to do that, but she did make her do it again, and it was even better. <laughs> well, and it's something that, like, next week when Rue comes to the workroom, she can be like, so, Maya, you know, uh, if Maya sticks around until Snatch Game, so, you're going to do share? Like, it, it's a, I mean, it is a little bit of, like, dance I think it me. would be funny. I think it'd be yeah. really funny. I think it'd be funny, you know? Uh, it, you know, when Rue does that thing, we're like, here, dance for me a little bit. Let me throw you a nickel. Yes. Dance for me. 
Um, yeah, dance for me. That's right. That's right. Do oh, do the thing. Do the thing. Do that thing. Yeah. Do that thing that makes me. Wait, laugh. you're not gonna do Britney? I love when you do Britney. Yeah. Why aren't you gonna do Britney? Yeah. Yeah. Do Barbara. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just. Man, RuPaul is making it very hard to get tired of her. I could never. I, you know, I. I don't. I'm a, such a Rue apologist. Be, Same, you know, Rupeologist, if you will. But I just don't care. I don't care. I, I don't want to hear the word problematic anymore. I don't care. Whatever. Everyone's problematic. You know. Well, listen. Nothing was problematic about that share impression. Let's just say that. And that I I do want to just. I know I'm crediting Rue a little bit, but like, come on. Maya did it. I don't know if I'm not sure if Maya on the episode was like totally in on it, um, but she see she she did it and untucked again. So she's kind of like, okay, I'll just do this terrible impression. Yeah. Great. This this will be. I used to do this incredible trick on TikTok where I'd flip onto tables and I drop down right. from balconies and I was just like flipping and splitting. Right. Now I sound like Nell from the movie Nell doing a share impression but hey whatever puts t-shirts in people's you know uh in people's mailboxes you know mary this is so much more sustainable than flipping of on course. you could be doing this impression well into your 70s or 80s that's ah, the tables i mean i'd stop now a gift it's a gift yeah it's a gift this was a gift uh brilliant i'm so happy for her i really like maya and you know obviously i don't think maya is going to do well in this competition um so i'm just happy that she has something that the fandom can i don't know not bully her about something you know and it's just something that they can all just kind of like all right they'll wear this out like they wore out soaking cloth. exactly like this is these are these are you know blouses from Shein or whatever it's that place is called you know they don't you wash what? them once and they tear up they fall <laughs> apart you know what i mean oh oh i see yeah. <laughs> i know i don't shop at Shein. Shein. i try not to say Shein because i don't know how to pronounce it um i learned from reading <laughs> oh please like i'd really shop at Shein. <laughs> right like i'd really shop how do you spell it? It's S H E I N. I guess it's like, oh, oh she in. She out, she in. Shane, Shane. It's kind of like. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce. Sh uh, I mean, sh I'm sure it's Shine. I feel like it could uh, be Shine. S fashion, S Shine. Yes. S Hine. Maybe it's S Hine. And we've been saying it wrong this whole listen, time. Listen, Twitter. Somebody named Mufasa's Pride 911 uh -oh. says the correct pronunciation is she in. So that tells me it's not she. No, I, I am not alone on this island. I have Mustafa 911 on my on my island with oh, me. Oh, there's a there, listen, we're going on we're going on this terrible tangent. Fashion lovers discover they've been pronouncing that word totally wrong all this time. Oh my god, this is from March 2023. Oh god. So popular brands make sure uh, uh, sure don't make it easy for us to pronounce them. No, they if don't. you thought Nike, which rhymes with spiky, not bike, and Adidas, more like Adidas than Adidas, um, <laughs> were annoying enough. They weren't. Um, all right. So shine the online clothing uh, customers. Um, has two different uh, pronunciations, either Shine or Sheen, but now confirmation from the company itself on how the 
to say the brand's name correctly has resurfaced online this week. Okay, come on. Oh, Mary, it is she in. Jesus. It's she in. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, That's the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so validated. I can't wait to tell my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I think Maya, I thought Maya was going to be she out. She's certainly she, she in. She in. Uh, share impressions or sharing. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm glad we're sharing them. Yeah, me so. too. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and G- Geneva's she's in too. Geneva's still in, but we'll get there. Um, we, we will, we will get there. We will absolutely just a little get teaser. there. Uh, Mary. Yes. A nice little teaser. Mary, before we go on and talk about, uh, Rue SNL or Ruinel, I, I still can't, is it RDR? Is that RDR. It is? Like RDR. I know I wrote down Rue SNL, yeah. but it's RDR. Yeah. It's RDRR, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk about RDRRRRRR, um, why don't you tell our Marys what they're listening to? Uh, well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dra- dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and I'm a huge Barbara fan. And I'm Colin, and I've got high heels on my tippies. I have been saying that for days, and I had to put it out there. I know that Nicki Minaj is having a lot of beefs on Twitter, but I can't stop thinking about people on TikTok putting oven mitts on their feet and walking around the kitchen going, high heels on my tippies. That's a Nicki Minaj lyric. I think so. God, I hope so. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, Mary... Are you are you pleased with this episode? Where are you on this episode? You know, I mean, I, I think that it's a it's a sum of its parts. I had a good time taking notes on it. I think there's some, you know, I think there's some things to talk about. Do I think R R N L S D R R? You know, Hardy Har Har is. Um, do I think that the, the I think one of our Marys asked like was the popular demand for RDR uh, in the room with us because <laughs> I was like yeah I don't remember demanding this I like the idea of it I like the concept I I don't know and it's not on the queens because they didn't write it I don't know if the jokes were that funny Mary that is my whole thing I, to be honest with you you watch SNL. Very rarely, if you're watching the real SNL, is it like laugh out loud funny? Mm-hmm. Every now and then you get a Bo and Yang sketch now, you get RuPaul as a guest, you get some guy, Kristen Wiig comes back, or, you know, uh, Kate McKinnon comes back, mm-hmm. and they do like an older sketch that was really good. But otherwise, like, it's just like, oh, okay, you're just sort of going through the motions. I felt like that with this sketch. I like the format enough that I'm engaged, right? I like all the beats, I like the spoof of it all um particularly that like one slutty sketch that you know is a spoof it's a direct spoof um most of these are direct spoofs from let's say spoofs again johnny yeah really. um from snl but uh i uh, but yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't funny and was it the queen's fault very rarely. Yeah, I really, I think in this case, I it, I always felt like, oh, this is really the writing. I think the queens are, I think if they were given better writing, we would get better sketches. Because I think these are a, a funny group of queens, you know? I mean, some are probably more comedy than others, but I think, like, 
the Barbara, you know, uh, carolers, you know, the Christmas sketch at the end of January, I felt like, oh, these are very funny, talented queens. And this is an okay sketch. But man, if this was like a really funny sketch, they would all shine. Yeah. More than they are, you know? Um, Yeah. Mary, none of the jokes in Weekend Update were funny. Oh, man. Oh, man. And, you know, I... Uh, yeah, I just felt like what would have been great if there were like some jokes that, you know, every once in a while, SNL, like Weekend Update will have like a, a joke where it's like you kind of clutch your pearls a little bit. Um, I feel like there is every oh, yeah. once in a while there's an episode where uh, the two of them. Swap jokes. Yes, they right? swap jokes. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, yeah. man, what if Drag Race went there? Like, I know they wouldn't, but like. What if someone made a sherry pie joke? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <gasps> oh, I know, right? It was some sort of reference. I did appreciate that, you know, they made the, um, the, the, the writers made an Amanda joke uh, that Dawn got to tell. Yeah. You know, I, I was like, okay, that's, that's good that Amanda was in the sketch. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I, you know, it was like they left a blank in there for whichever queen is getting the like, you know. Uh, that edit, the, ba- the, uh, the busted edit, edit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the pizza yeah, edit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I liked, I like the format. I, I'm not, I'm not giving up on RDR. Um, there's enough beats that I like. Uh, and yeah, so I have more thoughts on it, but we'll get into it. Uh, what do you say we, we jump in? Yeah. Listen, you know, I'm going to take these high heels off of my tippies and let's, let's get into this episode. All right, Mary. Uh, well, listen, I want to start with, um, I don't know, this edit, this edit for Plasma. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I, I, th- I, th- uh-huh. I uh-huh. think, uh-huh. I think Plasma, despite her win this week, and despite how, like, you know, all sweetie dotty she was when she was crying, I don't think this was a kind to edit. You know, I I think the plasma edit is really interesting because it's not my feelings. You know, I've been getting big Laduca from the beginning, and I don't think it's strict Laduca. I think, you know, Lucy never she didn't get these kind of wins. You know, um, I feel mm. like well, she won snatch game, but you know that was really before the assassination of Lucy Laduca started. Um, I feel like. Well, and that's what I think Plasma I, – I still think Plasma is getting that type of musical theater girl edit. I really do. Yeah, um, yeah. That you have to give them one win, right, right. just for the story. Right, just to get their confidence um, up, and then they think they're doing well, and then you start yeah. really dog-villing them. Yes. Yeah, I think uh-huh. that's what's happening here. And you can see the edit leading up to the win – Mary, like some of these, some of the talking heads that they were showing us, I'm like, oh God. Well, you know, it's like, absolutely. They, you know, whenever they show the like elapsed time edit of her going on and on about, about Barbara, but it was like, you know, there was a part of me that was like, how dare you? Because you know you had to edit RuPaul talking about Cher significantly this episode. You know that when Ru was talking <laughs> to Plasma about Cher that they went on for 15 minutes and oh, you could I have know. done the same edit to Ru. And like and and listen, maybe I feel a little attacked because I know that I'm one of those gays that can go on. 
And so I just felt go on. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Like I don't know if you're aware of this, but sometimes I can go on for a bit. And I just go off, sis. Yeah. Yes, pop off, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's the new expression the kids say of like say less. Oh, I can't handle that expression. I just I'm like, oh, sorry. Okay. Um, it, it apparently just means understood, but to me it's like the music of the Oscars. Oh, yeah, say less for me is a uh, like a stoic principle, right? If you say less, you're listening more. Yeah, this is more like when you're saying like, ooh, I could really go for a cheeseburger, and your friend's like, say less, and you're like, let's go to McDonald's. Oh, so they're saying like, ah, oh, say no more. Exactly. They're like debbying it. Exactly, oh, well, say no more. Okay. I'm, but it just sounds like, ooh. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> I just feel like to me it's like, oh, I've been going on too long about – Barbara or Brenda Vaccaro or a Barbara for that say matter. Less. Yeah. Say less. Say less. Say less. Um, <laughs> Leave off the last S for saving. Yeah. Say less shoe source. Yeah. Slay less. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Slay yeah. less. Yeah. Slay less shoe source where Buffy Summers runs a shoe store. Hey, I think she could, you know, oh. and then, you know, she keeps all of her weapons in the back. Of oh, course. Like, that. yeah, exactly. Like she goes to like check for a size nine and there's an ax behind the, the stack of boxes, <laughs> you know, because. You... Yes, Mary. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Because she's just trying to live a normal life now. She's like, what would be the most mundane yeah. thing? I run a shoe store. Yeah, she works with Ed Bundy. Yeah, right. Like I've got one of those foot measuring things. I've got a box of those little uh-huh. nylon socks you put on. Yeah, and then you pretend you're right. a ballet dancer, you know? <laughs> do, do you? <laughs> well, you you steal a couple from the you know from the Tom McCanns, then you go home and you put them on your tippies and you kick around the bedroom. Yeah, I love how you say you steal them. It's well, not like they reuse. I know, them. no, I know, but it's like I I'm not using them in the store. You know what I mean? I'm just like these are for later's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Well, listen. Um, yeah, the plasma edit I think was very interesting for a winner, right? Because they were, they, they were editing her to win, right? It was a, it was, but it was not a winner's edit. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like it was all sort of shady editing. I mean, it's like if Q won, it would have made perfect sense of like, yeah, finally Q won, and she did really well this week, mm-hmm. and you know, for as as okay as the jokes were i thought she made the brick funny um or at least brought sure she brought some nuance to it and i feel like now i mean if you think back to all stars sorry sorry no i just i just like well now the fact that q has been in the top but missed the win just by a hair a few times now it's Mm. like is that like is that an edit at the same time like what's going on there you know, people are thinking like, oh, is Q getting the musical theater edit? I'm like, no, 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 no. I think Q is more like an Anitra right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Q is just really good. And I feel like if I were Q, I'd be like, okay, I haven't won yet, but I've been in the top yeah. every week. So why don't I just... Yeah, Shea Coule, Sasha Valore. Like, yep. uh, I, I just think it's just what happens you know they they gotta you gotta make room for these other storylines first yeah right because it's yeah. like they could have crowned her but uh, but anyway what were you saying about all-stars so all-stars uh kahana Montrese had that role had the role that she, she played like a cat or something oh, um yeah that comes out during weekend update and she was in the bottom two yeah. she wasn't who went home which i think is very interesting um I think it, uh, they they but they pick the lipsticks right yeah, so yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, you know who went home that episode. I was trying to remember who went home. Wait, no, hold on. Wait. No. My sister. Oh, my sister is here. Nisha, my sister. Oh, yeah. What did she play in RDR? So Nisha was just in the be- opening <gasps> oh. sketch. She was sort of like a Anderson Cooper, Andy Cohen character. Yeah. And like she was played a doctor or something. She was a doctor. Um, yeah. And it was. Yeah. And it. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just fine. Malpractice. Yeah. <laughs> that's all yeah yeah um but yeah and so it, it was interesting um i do have more thoughts on the roles for and not the back roles mm. for for rdr uh temp the rdr template um that we can get into but i did think um we're uh, talking about plasma's edit at the start starting at the start of this episode essentially um uh, was where I wanted to go. Um, it's what I noticed the most. And then the second watch, I was like, oh, there's all this other stuff that happened. Um, but in terms of Plasma's edit, one of the quotes I brought out, which, of course, it's like a dog whistle for me. You don't have to be a choir director to sing Jingle Bells. Oh. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Like this, you know, this is not Linda Etter at 54 Below. Okay, you don't need... Okay. okay, like you don't need that level of talent. Uh, and, and yet they did, because like, I can't believe that she would look at that script and she would see that as a Barbara inspired Jingle Bells and not think, oh, that takes talent. That's such a tough Jingle Bells. Listen, it it, it could have gone really bad if Dawn was in that role. Right. Like, yep. or, you know, it, like, it, it could be bad, but if you want to do really well, you have to have a good Barbara. So Plasma had a Barbara that was you know, pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think she, what she did with that script, I will say this, I think added a lot to her score because I don't think a lot of that stuff was in there. Oh, I, I think watching it again, I really think actually Plasma from what I was shown deserve the win i thought that she was objectively or you know maybe subjectively the best in the challenge and you know we'll talk about the runways but it was like when you look at like oh you know what what a what a share look is or like what rupaul sees as like share i thought well i think plasma nailed it uh i see the share but um so ultimately i kind of agreed i didn't feel like this was i also didn't feel like this was um like producer shade more is just like yeah fair you know yeah i i the the fact that she was protesting this so much just it was really confusing it was really confusing yeah and that's why this edit of her like you don't have to be a choir director to sing jingle bells and like oh i feel like i'm being assigned a role by someone who's never cast before it's like whoa you're way off oh yeah <laughs> And it was like that, and yeah, by someone who's never cast a comedy show before, and it's like, have you? Is that what you're saying? That like, <laughs> this is like, you know, a thing that you do. Um, Listen, I also, I, I, I can sense right that there's like a little, a mean girls dynamic here, right? Dawn, Amanda, and Q are friends. Yeah, and Plasma's like, why don't you remind me of my friend? I like musical theater too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's this kind of like little sister energy of plasma. This is well, well, we haven't, you know, indulged in RuPaul Charles Junior High this season. It's still early. <laughs> this was a a solid display of some high school antics, and I, mm. I, fe- I understood. I could empathize of like, uh, it really is like three against one. But I thought that 
Dawn, even if she was, uh, as Jane said, what was it? Uh, Gaslight gatekeeper girl yeah, boss. Gaslight yes, gatekeeper Dawn. girl bossing. She was right that like this role was written for you, and like ultimately, like don't complicate it. You know, uh, if as Ross yeah, says, like if you do it. a good Barbara, and there's a chance to do Barbara, then do Barbara. You know, take it. Uh, I have. Uh, oh, and we we also got. Plasma eventually coming to a Heidi and Closet quote. So how can how can how could she not win at this point? Well, yeah, you know, right? I you know, I, I feel like when she was, I'm gonna worry about Barbara. Yeah, I'm gonna worry about that exactly. I'm gonna worry about Barbara. I'm gonna put that on a tank top. Uh, but I feel like when she was talking to Safira and Nymphia hello, and beautiful, Saf- <laughs> what's that? I said hello, oh, beautiful. Don't that we'll save that for nuance. They don't need to know about that. Um. But I feel like when she was talking to the two of them and, and Safira was like, girl, like, it's comedy. Just do Barbara. And then it was like, uh, what's your stakes? Uh, Plasma, like, pulled this little, like, Barbara pose and, like, blinked her eyebl- eyelashes. And I was like, there it is. Like, done. Like, you're already giving Barbara. Mm. Like, what What are you resisting here? Mm. And, like, looking back, news agent, newscaster number two, the, the Rosanna Scotto of RDR was not such a plum peach, yeah. you know? Plasma, I think, really wants to be liked. I think she wants to be seen. I feel like these girls are not seeing her. I think they're underestimating her. She's been having that storyline from the beginning. She called herself the underdog like the first episode. Like before (laughs) seven of them were in the room, she was like, I just think they're all discounting me. I'm the underdog here. And it's like, I'm Lucy. I'm, Yeah. yeah. It's like, you just got here. You are wearing a pleated dress and a hat. I think you just need to like. Calm down. Take a breath. <laughs> Take a beat, Take, then say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I have an unpopular opinion. Are you ready for it? Uh, yes. Megami's devil horns are the new Laganja no-smoking sign. Well, I think what that indicates is that... To quote a queen, I'm not convinced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I felt like that was my big read of like, we would see a talking head and then we would cut to a workroom moment and I'd be like, and, you know, with the devil horns on. And it's like, I'm just not convinced uh, <laughs> that you are just like a dumb slut. And it's like, I think <laughs> Jane really was the voice of the people or maybe just the furrowed brow of the people when Megami was like, well, you know, because the two of us were just like really funny, dumb sluts. And it's like, you held up a sign saying protect queer art to a four non-blonde song. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'd love to. Is the dumb slut in the room with us, you know? Is the dumb slut in the room with us right now? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't see her. I don't see her. And uh, I thought, yeah, you know, Jane was surprisingly <laughs> diplomatic to be like, well, you know, this. I hope this is a great opportunity for us to see that side of you this week. She's being particularly uh, kind to Megami. Yeah. There, which I, I respect. I respect it because you could also read that, like, that wasn't really in her plan to be paired up with Megami. No, <laughs> like that's also where I was seeing kind of like the gym class or like school project pair up. Where it was like, oh, you're you know, Mirage wasn't the only one sitting there going, ooh, you know, 
<laughs> well, I will say this. I don't know. Maybe I disagree with you. I think Plane was like, oh, yeah, pair me up with Megami because Plane was going to be so much better than Megami. That's, I mean, yes. Not that she was. Not that she was. And I'm not saying that she was. But in the room there, right, because we don't really believe Megami is in the room with us right now, you yeah. know, the dumb slut. Um Plane is like, oh yeah, give me somebody that's like probably not going to be as good at this. That's true. That like ultimately, and especially in the same skit as me, if I am a, you know significantly better or more comfortable in this role, like I'm, I'm set, I'm safe. Like let her make a fool of herself. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, uh, it's it's also I don't know that sketch is definitely my drag aesthetic, and it's so one note that. After seeing Jimbo and Jessica do it, I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, honey. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, uh, I, I, I think plain, we'll talk about plain Jane when we get there. But um, yeah, in that sense, I think plane was uh fine with uh megami yeah like this may have not been someone she expected to have fun with but it was certainly someone she expected to like outshine so sure. um sure we i feel like i don't know you know certainly in the beginning there's some like rehashing of the untucked stuff between jane and amanda but i almost feel like that's all going to come to a head next week and will be mm-hmm. a topic then but i'll just note it's like at least amanda is quick with the comebacks and i feel like what we're seeing of the progressing narrative of, of plain Jane in the room is like the other Queens are not, they are, they may have at first been like a little taken aback, but now they don't have a minute for it and they are shutting it down as soon as it comes out. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a, a, a choice with social media in mind? Or do you think that's like an active, like, what is this? This is fake. I mean, it, it. they must be feeling like I feel like it's got to be coming out of nowhere often or feeling a little produced, you know, and they're already navigating produced conversations. They're already navigating producers being like, hey, Tsunami, can you uh, can you ask Geneva about when she moved to the States? You know, like there is already that happening that like there has to be a moment of like this is not organic. And so. I wonder if, A, yeah, I think from a social media standpoint, for all the people who would react to this, you want to be on the right side of the law. Um, But B, I also feel like maybe as a bunch of dramatic drag queens, it's also a chance to toss some reeds in the pot. You know what I mean? Like, I also feel like it's a chance to be like, oh, are we doing a little housewives fight right now? Okay. Okay. Let's throw Mm. reeds around. Like, I don't know. I, I think there's the other way to look at it. Like, well, Jane is really... You know, she's she uh, is, you know, being a good a fire starter. She's starting conversations. She's making moments happen. And it's making the other producers contestant. Yeah. And the other queens are shining, you know. Yeah, there you go. Um, I want to talk about Mirage, but I really just want to talk about Mirage and that backwards hat looking like a Hey Arnold character. Oh, just sitting there like a Muppet baby on that little purple poof. I was so glad to see some of the Marys on Instagram also calling out like that moment of her sitting, you know, with the Y legs, you know, mm, the Y legs. Yes. It was just, you know, I, I just wanted to write a letter to Zoom. Boston, Mass. Oh, one, oh, one, one. I don't remember. I never remember what the zip code was. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
No. Do you remember on so on on PBS the show Zoom? Um, did you ever do you know do you know what Zoom is? I didn't watch Zoom. I didn't watch it, but I would catch like snippets of it. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No, I know three things about it. I know that I think they filmed. Okay, I know they right. filmed it in Boston. It was like it, the whole thing kind of looks like Dogville. I feel like it's a black set, you know, with like oh, you know, Zoom's very Brechtian. Um, and then uh, I remember they would it's roundhousean, very roundhousean. <laughs> and then I remember at the end they'd be like, "Want to write us a letter? Send it to PO Box." 206 Boston Mass and then each of them would hold up a sign like Megami with one of the numbers of the zip code oh. and it'd be like oh one two eight oh or something like that interesting yeah okay, okay. So, I sorry I took us on that I route but that's what I was getting from um uh by Latin Man mirage exclusive mirage yeah Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, oh God, it was so graphic. The neon hat and the braids. I was like, oh God, you, you're, you have such a style. You have such a, there's so much more around here. This is like a, I don't know, a very creative person um, to be dressed like this. It's elevated. I don't know. I, I liked it and uh, noted it and it looked very cartoonish, which I also appreciated. Oh, I feel like he could be like the host of a children's show that like me at a young formative age would see and it would be like, I'm gay. It would be a route for me is like Mirage hosting like a Nickelodeon show. What I like about that idea is that I feel like Mirage on a children's show, Mirage out of drag is so androgynous. Mm -hmm. It's just not either or. It's and yeah, it's, I I just see them as both, and I I I believe they're they're cis male, but it's so brilliant uh, and just such a beautiful aesthetic. It's just a, a, I yeah, I just love it. I think it's great for children's programming. Yeah, like uh, what's her face, um, like Linda Ellerby. Mm -hmm. I feel like had a little bit of both, and uh, who's that one? Paula Poundstone. I think had a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I don't know. Blues Clues. He was definitely male kirk fogg definitely male yeah um, mo had know, lesbian so. vibes though mo had lesbian vibes that's right i'm from guts right. of course michael malley obviously yeah. is like the he male. he and jim belushi are like poster children for cisgendered straight men you know correct correct um, yes we had mo but you know those like wacky shows uh you know there's i i who's the one where it's uh God, what I'm seeing is like a clock on the floor and she's like one of the hands. She's super crazy. I mean, she looks kind of like a clown. Yeah. The big comfy couch. Yeah. Big comfy couch. That's mm -hmm. also androgynous energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I could, I feel like we may have talked about the big comfy couch before, but I, yeah, because I believe that she is like an absolute like dick pig. Like I think she's so kinky, but on the show, it's Luna Amali, a girl in her dolly and the big comfy couch. But, oh, she's taking dragon dildos with with glee on just for fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just for fans. They can do a lot more than only. Fans. Yeah, exactly. She can uh, she can really go there. Yeah. You know, they don't they're not worried. She peed on. Yeah. They're not just worried about the dirty yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. Uh, well, listen, uh, do you want to talk about these Rusies? Uh, these Ruin Rossies? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ruin Rossi on the rocks. Yeah, a little Ruin Rossi on the rocks, you know. Uh, uh, shaken or stirred? A little bit of both. Um, or no, sweet or dry? Yeah, a little bit of both. Sweet or dry? Oh, just a little bit of both. Um, 
Uh, hold on, you're moving a little too fast for me. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Maya and Rue have another standoff. Um, I just think it's amazing how unabashedly Maya just just is like, no. Oh, like the way that she is not afraid of a one word answer, and but then she has the talking head where she's like. You know, because she admits to them that she's very intimidated and whatnot. And she's the talking head where it's like, well, it's just like back home. I'm like the life of the party. And it just brings me back to Stacy Lane being like, back home, I'd go out. And my cousin be like, oh, is that Stacy Lane out there? Like, and you're like, yeah, it's me, honey. And like this this world that Stacy created in my mind of her like walking around back swamp and people just yelling out the window. And maybe that's what Maya's life is like back in Miami. But I feel like I w- I wouldn't recognize her in the supermarket, you know. <laughs> I hear ya. Yeah, these uh, Rue and Rossi on the rocks sees they. It felt very kind of producer, producer led. So like, oh, make sure you ask them about who chose the roles. Mm-hmm. Oh, make sure you like I don't know. Ask Geneva how she's gonna be with reading a teleprompter. Um, I, all of it was just kind of a little bit of nonsense. Well, nothing really, you know, came about. I'll say this: I did appreciate the representation from Geneva as someone who also used to work the cash register at Wegmans for many years, ringing up the fruits and the vegetables. I know what she's talking about. You memorize those blue codes. I will never. Oh, for- the blue codes. I'm never sure. going to forget. Four one one zero is bananas. Well, you know what I found out? That if it starts with a nine, it's organic. Yeah, if it starts with a nine, it's organic. Um, and then you have to, have to be aware of certain things are weight and some are quantity. Avocados are quantity. Right. Apples right. are weight, you know? Tomatoes. Tomatoes are weight. Tomatoes. Depend- well, they're all weight, yeah. but then there's like, there's tomatoes on the vine, there's beefsteak, there's... Um, well, right. There's different types. Yeah. So Roma. Roma. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so you got to be aware yeah. of those. Um, what are potatoes? Oh, gosh, potatoes. Those are weight. I don't weight. remember the number yeah. on those because I think often people would get – they would get loose sweet potatoes, but I feel like people would just get like the bag of russets, you know? Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, definitely you get the sweet potato. Um, and then garlic is also weight. It's like 32 cents. Garlic's like weight, absolutely. Not, Unless someone gets it know. in the little little net baggie of three, then you just ring the little uh, barcode up. Yeah. It's just so much more expensive. I'm like, why are you getting – why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Just get three of the the loose leaf ones. I don't know. I guess they feel like they've been hand selected. Like these are good ones, you know. Ugh, you don't know if it's a good garlic until you bite into it. Yeah. <laughs> Raw, yeah. I'm trying to remember if I think 4225 may have been avocados, but I it may have been Fuji apples. 4151 may have been Fuji apples, but I always remembered cuz Fuji apples are my favorite apples. I think Four two two five maybe avocados. Not my first time at the snatch game. Yeah, my second time. So snatch game four four one two apples. Yeah, so four two two five nine nine four two two five is out. Uh, one plus two plus one plus one. Yeah. Plus one. Uh, well, yeah, but bananas I'll never forget. Get on with it. <laughs> bananas I'll never forget. Uh, long story short, I think that Geneva was making a fair point that you gotta you gotta memorize stuff, but I don't know how that was gonna help her be Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they, they, I think they should have uh, investigated that a little further. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, uh, my little ladybugs would would suggest <laughs> this quite wasn't quite adding up. I, you know, I think somebody in the critiques maybe was just like, why don't you, why don't they 
you could just ask somebody. Uh, maybe they didn't do that in the critiques. That was somebody I was talking to yesterday. But uh, why didn't Geneva ask somebody? And here's the thing. I'll bet she did. And her group didn't know either. Right. So just putting that out there. Right. Like, and maybe, or they were like, I know the name, but I don't really know what she I looks like. I don't really know like. what he sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, we can't look him up right now. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think Tsunami and Morphine knew either. Who is the other one in that group? Uh, Tsunami and Morphine and Maya. Yeah. None of them knew. Yeah. No. <laughs> they were like, but do you know Phyllis Diller? Why don't you just do like a weird, like, cave woman Phyllis Diller look? <laughs> What was up with that wig? Put that in the time capsule. Mary. That wig was insane. <laughs> I mean, and, and like the thing is, like uh, certainly on the first watch, I kind of loved Geneva's performance. It was so like Tammy Brown. On second watch, mm. I was like, all right, I get it. But yeah, some... that wig was so bad. It's good. I feel like keep her around because she wore that wig. Yeah. You know, because it was so bad. It was so bad, and I just want to see another look. I want to see that woman, uh, you know, doing, like, business casual. For Harry Potter fans out there, that wig is very, um, oh, there's a professor at Hogwarts that had, oh, she, um, God, she has the, the, like, the purple eyes. Oh, man, now I'm going crazy. I can see her. And she's got that wig. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Keep talking, yeah, Mary. I will come back. You'll have to look it up. Because <laughs> Harry Potter, unfortunately, that's where even actresses, I'm like, Imelda Staunton, Helena Bonham Carter, Emma Watson. Uh, uh, no. Well, but you also know Minerva McGonagall. Minerva, that's plays that, Emma right? Thompson. That's who I think. Minerva McGonagall. Oh, and... Uh, Maggie Smith, yeah. No, that's Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Yeah, okay, great. See, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Miss. Oh, oh, oh. It's Professor Hooch. Professor Hooch. Who plays? So, her? listen, Mary's. Oh, clock it right now, Mary. Look up, um, Rolanda Hooch, Harry Potter, and it is the same fucking way. All right, hold on. I gotta see Professor. I'll search it in Google. I'm doing it with one hand because you know. Oh, I see. Because you're jerking off. Because I'm jerking off. Um, Hooch. Who plays her? All... Oh, uh, uh, I don't Zoe know. Uh, Wanamaker. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Zoe Wanamaker. Yeah, whatever. Madame Rolanda Hooch. I'm okay. I'm looking at her. I'm doing a Google image search. Okay, uh, you know. Okay. Oh, I see it now. There it is. It took a few to like, yeah. find the hair. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, you know who she kind of yeah. looks like in one of these pictures? She sort of looks like Mindy Sterling in the uh, in the Austin Powers movies. Oh, of course. Oh, I know that reference. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's definitely a Mindy Sterling, especially in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and the way the mouth and the cheekbones go, absolutely. Yeah, Mindy Sterling. Yes. She's you know that's why we Lutherans use grape Kool Aid for the love of. <laughs> that's why we Lutherans use grape Kool Aid for the blood of Christ. Jesus. Uh... <laughs> that's her. All right, Mary. Well, listen, I I think we sort of talked about RuPaul and plasma. But it was an intense exchange when she was like, oh, do you like Barbara Streisand? And she's like, I'm a huge Barbara fan. Um, it, it was so intense that I, I, was, I, I got it. Because it's like if somebody was like, oh, Johnny, do you like Atlantis? Right. And it's like- I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep it down. Yeah. Like I could not rein it in 
for Rue. And that's why it's like as much as I want to be a cool girl about it, I can't be because it's like, who are you to judge? You know, like who are you? You, you are no different than this little queen right here who just can't help but queen out. And I, I did like Plasma's expression of like not wanting to stay in her mid-century safety zone. I was like, oh, mm. I could, I could get together with the mid-century safety zone. But uh, yeah, I, I, as much as I want to be like, oh god, Plasma, I feel like this week I kind of had some empathy because it's like, well, okay, so oh, she likes yeah. something. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. She's good, and she was good at it. She was better than Manila. Mm. That's true. I feel like is that the only other Barbara that we've had on Drag Race? Oh God! So I know Alexa Michelle is a brilliant Barbara Streisand. I don't think she ever did it on uh, Drag Race. There is another Barbara Streisand. There is another one because I remember people were comparing it to Manila. Yeah. So. Uh, let's do it. Let's Barbara Streisand, uh, Drag Race. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. We have Manila. Okay. I just saw Manila uh, Girl. Yeah. You know, I I just saw Manila Girl. Um. Uh. Yep. Okay. It's Barbara. I mean, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Marys, tell us. I know. Yeah. Manila had to apologize. You yeah. Know, Manila so. apologized, but Marys, tell us when else we saw Barbara on Drag Race. Yeah, Marys, let us know. Yeah. There's got to be another one. Yeah. There's got to be another one. I feel like there had to have been uh, because I remember people comparing. I do remember that, too. Yeah. And uh, and don't fuck it up, man. That's my that's my RuPaul doing share. And don't fuck it up, man. Yeah. That's my Ru as share. Um, well, Mary, I'm ready to talk about the challenge. I'm ready to talk about the, the looks on the runway. I don't necessarily have anything to add to the social justice corner about um, – uh, Mirage getting to share her indigenous heritage with uh, the drag race audiences, which I think was important, and also explaining what DACA was or DACA um, to people. I thought that was uh, pretty intentional and important um, on Tsunami's part, right? I think you know, uh, good to have on on our screens, and then you you lighten the mood a little bit with some OnlyFans discussions. Um, did you have anything to add there? Um, uh, my what's see, my notes are that. Geneva in half drag looks like so many Italian boys in Bergen County. Oh, it's a it's like a yassified Anthony Soprano. I I would recommend uh -huh. anyone to go back. That that boy, oh man, I recognize him. Um, a boy like that, yeah, a uh, boy like that. Uh, in terms of yeah, I don't. I probably don't have much to add to DACA. I feel like Christina Aguilera said it best. Come on over, come on over, baby. Or Ben Conmigo. Yeah, well, listen, I think it's important to be <laughs> inclusive. Yeah, Ben Conmigo. Um, and then, yeah, when Amanda talked about writing for OnlyFans, I thought it is something to watch, not just in how the queens react, but how the edit and the music changes once the realization spreads in the room that Amanda is, like, catfishing straight men. All of a sudden, like, the mm. queer joy that filled the room and mm. the cackling and even the music, it was like the horns went nuts in the music. Uh, mm. It was just, like, I think that's, like, a very specific feeling of, like, when you're alone with, with queer people laughing at straight people. That's a thing. That's real. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely real. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's a thing. It's something that uh, binds us together. Yeah. 
you know, and not the straight people listening. You are great. We're talking about the other straight people. Yeah, we're talking about the people that don't watch Drag Race. Yeah, yeah, you're but we'll not. never see yeah. and never find out that a drag queen ghostwrites for one of their OnlyFans girls. Yeah, right. You're not like straight. You're just straight people. Um, they're like straight people. Uh, so let's go to the runway where indeed we get Susan Michelle Gallagher Love Hewitt this week, the, the Slayer. Mary, the Slayer. Because, you know, for every generation, a slayer is born. Yeah. And we got one. And we got her. And she she took a shift off from her shoe store to come here. And right. uh, how do you feel uh, she did as a guest judge? Oh, uh, listen, I, I have to rec- recognize the inherent bias. It would be like if Alanis came on. It would never be bad. Sarah Michelle Gellar coming on, it I I can't see it as a bad bad performance. I thought she had jokes. I thought she had puns. I thought she had really good critiques. I thought she had good insight. I thought she was able to banter with RuPaul. She gave RuPaul a joke that made her laugh. That was a bad joke, but it was also a good one. She went backstage, talked to the queens, and it was a little saccharine, but also amazing she's a fan um i had no no notes i fucking loved sarah michelle geller i think that she didn't put anything on which i also appreciated i don't feel like she was like oh i have to like now talk like this because i'm with drag queens like i don't think she did any of that i think she was just this like nerdy drag race fan uh and was also talking about comedy and acting um i appreciated her I mean, if anything, I think she took some things off because didn't she take her shoes off when she came to Untucked? Didn't, didn't someone point out that uh, she was like barefoot and untucked? I thought that was great. Uh, uh, barefoot and untucked. Barefoot yeah, and that's untucked. The name of a memoir. Yeah. You know? I yeah. thought she was, I mean, listen, you know, we did the hush episode of Buffy, you know, for Ari mm-hmm. Scary last year. And, you know, I, and I was aware of Sarah Michelle. I'm a big uh, uh, Casey. Uh, What's her name? Casey, Casey, Casey Cooper, Casey Cooper. Cece. I call her Cece Casey. Cooper. It's this like thing we have. I well, because it's Casey Becker. Well, because in the movie they make that connection that they they murdered her because that's the order uh-huh. that she she was ordered she was murdered second because in the first one it was a copycat killer, right? right. They were just you know they kill Maureen first, so they killed Maureen at the movie theater. You know, yeah. But didn't technically Casey Becker's boyfriend die second? He was written there as well. So not second, third. Yeah. Um, because uh, Maureen's boyfriend was murdered first, right? Okay. So there was like all of that. Okay, all yeah. right. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Um, Something like you know, that. Um, yeah. I'm just checking papers, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm over here just checking lists. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Have you ever, Okay, I can't even get into it right now. But we need to talk about uh, Denitra's Christmas at uh, – um, I think it's at a KFC in Philly. Oh, anyway, uh, three people know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, yeah, I thought that she was great. So anyway, point. Oh, oh, yes, of course. When they're like, and ho, ho, ho. Yeah, exactly. And she's. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And the the one in the red sweater comes around and. Oh, my God. I love that video so much. Are you going to order something? Yeah. What are you going to order? And ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Oh, I didn't. You know, it's Denitra's Christmas. And ho, ho, ho. Um, oh my god, we should do that on Only Marys and just break that down beat by beat. It's That's so good do. because the other women yeah. are just like 
such BSAs in the like the one in the red sweater is mm-hmm. my favorite because there's just something uh-huh. about her. I just love her. Um when they all just show up. Oh, anyway, that video is a classic. It's Denitra's Christmas. Uh, North, right, South Philly, about... Chester. Anyway. <laughs> Slaying bitches forever. Uh, SMG. Uh, you know, she'll forever be my slayer. I fucking love yeah, her. She was great. Um, yeah. So, so Mary, I, I, I don't know. We could definitely jump into the challenge. I will say there are safe roles. Like there are roles that if when you're casting, it's like there's no way I'm going to win and it's very unlikely that I'm going to lose unless I really fuck it up. And I think Tsunami, her role and Morphine, it was like, okay, yeah, you know, it was very hard for them to really kind of fuck it up. If anything, if everybody did really well. Then they could point to them and be like, well, everybody else did really well and y'all just did fine because you didn't have a big part. That's what they could have done. I agree. I I think that these were very much safe roles. I think these happen in the rusicals. These happen in the acting challenges. Mm -hmm. They're just certain roles where it's like, so long as you don't royally fuck it up, you'll be fine. But you're probably not going to win. This is not the Black China role. No, but if you get a feature role, right, then then it might be possible. And I think uh, Lady G and even the the woman in the storm, those are a little bit more feature. The fact that Maya was put in the bottom for this, Mary, didn't make any sense to me. She was fine. It was funny. You know, she went she went over the top. There was physical humor. There was uh, just like the, the voice that she was doing, all of that stuff. I thought she was at least funnier than Morphine and Tsunami. I I agree. I think that she she tried. I feel like, you know, it wasn't the funniest thing I'd ever seen, but I could see the effort versus like, you know, even like obviously Mirage was in the bottom, but I that kind of uncomfortable feeling of like, oh, God, she doesn't have it. At least I didn't have that feeling with Maya. I felt like, well, she's going for it. Right, right. She's going for it. The funniest thing about Geneva's sketch, besides the wig, was Rebecca Glasscock in the background. I mean, I love that detail. And I just, there was a part of me that kind of loved, if it wasn't Lindsey Graham, I just kind of loved this wackadoo character. Like when she went like toodles and like kind of looked to the side, like there was kind of a, there was something about this. There's like, I, there's, there's a, there's a nugget of funny here. It's not, it, mm. it's not Lindsey Graham. I'm not really sure what it is, right? but I didn't, I understood why she was in the bottom, but I didn't hate Geneva. I don't hate anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing that I did love about RDR and particularly this one is the production value of these opening credits. Mary, if the whole challenge was the opening credits, fine. Like I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's such a tone. Well, it's like, and you know, uh, we texted about that, like that edit of the season 14 Queens in a project runway opening uh, uh, and a top model, a top yeah. model, excuse me, yeah. top model. Um, and then, you know, obviously that is reminiscent of drag race Thailand season two. And it's just like completely. Oh, I love, I mean, it, you know, it's a little bit reminiscent of like the, the challenges where they're making like a movie trailer or whatever, but it like, uh-huh. right. In some ways that kind of final product maybe because they can rely on the editing more, like could be more entertaining, you know, of just like, Mm -hmm. okay, you guys are going to recreate maybe a more complex version of an opening credits, you know? 
Well, it's why we loved, what was it, season 14's, um, it w- I think it was like uh, an ad for Untucked or an ad for Drag Race. Yeah, right, right, um, right. yeah, uh, yeah, right. So good. Because um, it's like, actually in a way, it's like, it would be an interesting challenge where the queens are just making the opening credits of a TV show. And so they're not learning lines. It's all relying on like physical humor and like facial expressions and things faces, like that. Yes. Um, that yes. could be kind of entertaining. Oh, I just, I mean, there's that really wackadoo YouTube video where it was like, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. Our marriages are going to know, but it's like- Too many cooks? Too many cooks. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes on for minutes. Yeah. And it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Um, I like why not do a challenge like that? Too many, too many queens, right? Well, continue the the you know Daytona Wind two aesthetic and just keep doing mm. weird shit. I, I mean, I'd love to see that. Uh, if if yeah. you're going to continue, uh, I mean, things, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I get it. Do sketch comedy, it's fine. I think it's good. I think it's also relatable to a drag queen's career in some ways right so it's fine do the sketch comedy but uh i will say these opening credits were everything to me and then when they announced the musical guest is rupaul i was like ah oh i thought give it to me injected into my yeah is this gonna be like the christmas special where it turns out to be a body double the whole time Uh you're gonna get a real performance (laughs) um and was it done live in one take oh that's my other question my god (laughs) This was like Stanley Kubrick directs RuPaul. They did it in like 67 takes. Yeah. Uh, Well, listen, what do you have about Mirage hosting? You know, I think there was a when she said, I'm so excited to be here hosting live. And I was like, oh, my sweet chicken. Um, Mm. There was another moment where I think she said, and I'm so excited to be a Ru girl. And then she said, you know. You can clap, and it kind of reminded me. Oh, applause, applause, yeah. There was that moment during, like, I don't remember which presidential race when Jeb Bush was like, please clap. Please clap. There was a little bit of a please clap. I I just, (laughs) oh, mirage. It was, it it just wasn't, it just, it, it wasn't working for her, and I feel like she knew it, you know? I mean, there's two problems here. Number one. The bad jokes that were written for her. Of like, I don't think she wrote that monologue. If she did, please let me know, Mary's. But, like, it was a bad monologue. And then, honestly, though, this wasn't that far off from, like, a slightly awkward host on SNL. So, like, the aesthetic, like, sort of worked for me. Um, but you had to pick somebody that, you know, was a feature role and didn't nail it. Um, and she did worse than Candy Muse. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, what could have been interesting is when when SNL has a guest, like a celebrity guest, and in the opening monologue, like one of the cast members kind of comes in and interacts with them in some mm, way. And I feel like maybe right. that would have, I think that, I think in general would have helped keep this interesting regardless of who was the host, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the the writing is uh, the number one culprit. Yeah, here. absolutely. Uh, we get... Um, the 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 Connie Thick and Candy Long sketch, you know, uh, I I posted about this on Instagrams, and yeah, it it's a direct copy of the Jimbo Jessica Wild sketch, which is a direct copy of the Cecily Strong and always forget her name sketch. Um, oh, Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not Vanessa Bayer, is it? Oh God. Anyway, um, we'll find out eventually. I'm maybe. pretty sure. It uh, is. But anyway, it's. 
it's it's a direct copy and so i can't blame jane i can't blame plain here um because it's it's that's just what the sketch is and it's funny uh you know it it's very easy i think to do the sketch because it's you know all these dirty jokes hidden yeah, you could say that she flew economy this week. You know, it's like you don't got to reinvent sure. the wheel. Just you know, don't yeah. don't go crazy. You know, this has been done, and this is what they want you to do. This is what they've written for you to do. So just do what they're they've written. I think yeah, there is that feeling. I think maybe after the past few weeks where people have been making the Jimbo comparisons and the like, you know, everything's kind of the you know the wish dot com version of something. That I think it was just like oh man this really just plays into that narrative of like, yeah. we've seen this before. And and in right. this week, it's like, we have absolutely seen this before. And I, I think it's the breastplates, right? Yeah. The voices, yeah. the characters, the puns, like we've really seen all of that done before. And I, I just, I think it's like those characters are great, but like what other situation can you put them in? Could they be mm. hosting like a cooking show? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Could they be doing a QVC kind of thing? Like what else could you give those char characters to do other than to just kind of be like malfunctioning Stepford wives making like right. puns, you know? Right. Yeah, we got Ross Matthews instead of like Akasha Davis, another cast member. Oh, uh, yeah, right. It was the same being the yeah, yeah, the same beat. Yeah, same beats, Mary. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, give it up for RuPaul, and then RuPaul comes out and sings the Flame the Lady. Um, I, I don't know why, Mary, but I just love this. I thought RuPaul was great. <laughs> you know, I gave it to her for like, well, listen. You know, the old girl's still got it. She's trying, you know. Yeah. She's she's got she's yeah. padded, you know, and she yeah. does that thing where she kind of like moves her head to the left and the right when she's lip syncing. And it's just like a mm. really smart lip sync. It's just she just knows how to give live performance. She's so good at lip syncing live performance. And mm. uh that being said, this song only for me lives in that season ten mini challenge with Andy yes. Cohen. Like, yes. With Andy Cohen. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, only. Only. And yeah. I just, you know, it's too much to get into here, but like we've we've already talked about it, but just like the absolutely complicated reaction I have to the concept of Andy Cohen. It, it's such a mix of yeah. feelings. It's such a mix it's of feelings. It's a nuanced discussion yeah. for sure. Uh, I get it's it. It's not I all totally one or the other. Those mixed feelings. Yeah. 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 I, I have run into Andy in my personal life more times than I think I even want to admit. Um, but yes, it, uh, so that even further complicates things. So let's, uh, let's take that offline or talk about oh, that. Uh, okay. on nuance. Maybe this is a conversation. Uh, not like that. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no, not no, like that. Hey, listen, no, no, who no, knows? No, no. Ain't no shame, you know? Um, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I love the performance. Um, I think, listen, if, listen, Mary's out there. I know that a lot of you probably don't like RuPaul. That's fine. You, everybody has opinions and stuff. But if we do want RuPaul to eventually tour, if we do eventually want that kind of like, RuPaul put on a variety show that is, you know, not just in Vegas um, or maybe just in Vegas. Um, we have to encourage her to keep going with these types of performances. This was a step up from, you know, the Tin Man dance she did last season. 
what is it? Cake and candy. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. I mean, she moved around. She interacted with the dancers. Like, I don't know. I was like, OK, she's trying. She's like hearing the notes. She's hearing the critiques or the director is. And then, you know, pushing the boundary a little bit more. Well, I'll say this. I don't need Rue to go on tour. I think she should just produce tours for these other queens to go on. I am so content with Rue. I just want Rue to be comfortable. And I want, you know what I mean? Like, I'm content for RuPaul to like slow down and move into like, you know, a, a, a different era, you know? All right. All right. I, I, I do think it would be cool to have some sort of performance. Uh, and it doesn't have to be these like production numbers the whole time, but like, you know, where RuPaul is, you know, doing a number, maybe she's singing a song, she's doing a bit, like, I don't know, oh. with a guest, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of into that. What I want is RuPaul answering invisible telephones. Oh, lip sync. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm. Oh, that's mm. it. Yeah. Um, well, let's, you know, let's scoot on to QNN News. Uh, I feel like uh, Amanda. I feel like her her character. It's like an Andrea Martin character on SCTV. I feel like that. I was getting that like sort of pinched face, almost like a Lily Tomlin character. Okay. Um, but I felt like again, news anchor one and two. You know, it was like the five o'clock news on Saturday. Who's watching? Yeah, this all depended on if the jokes were funny, um, yeah. and then if you could obviously deliver them. This, I just didn't think this was very funny, and I'm I know it's an unpopular opinion. I know it is, and it's fine. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like okay with living on an island right now. I thought Q was also fine as the brick, and she did a great job at it. But it was fine. I just I, I was I'm just like okay, everybody's gagging, and it could have been really bad, and it was fine. It wasn't bad. I just don't think it was like this amazing thing. I think her runway was amazing. Yeah, and I, this to me was it all. It definitely came down to the writing. I think if the jokes like that, I think they thought they were being edgy with the, like, who cares who threw the brick? And it's like, okay, it's a place to like start. But like, what if you really like? What if because you know, there's the whole joke of like whatever, whatever that is of the queens talking about Stonewall and and Derek thinking that people oh, died, Derek, and then yeah. I think Willem was right. like, nobody died at Stonewall. Like if that made its way and. You know what yes. I mean? Like that would have been really yes. funny. Yeah. Go further. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, tell us the truth. Tell tell us the truth that Judy Garland threw the first brick at Stonewall. I mean, I feel like in some ways this show is trying to secretly tell us that in the queen that dressed as Judy last week is <gasps> now is now the brick that Judy <laughs> threw. Without missing a beat, one hand on the piano. See, the thing is, I always imagine that Judy's inside of Stonewall throwing the brick. Now they're telling me the brick came into Stonewall, and so it wouldn't have come from Judy on the piano, but it was like Judy at the monster. You know, Judy in that little square in the middle throwing bricks. Judy at the pet store next door to Stonewall, you know? They closed. Oh, it's closed. Oh, my God. Thank God. Like how many gays uh, like walked past those puppies in a drunken haze and were like, maybe that's what I need, you know? <laughs> yes, maybe I that's do. what oh I need. God. Like how many puppies uh, got adopted because of Stonewall's happy hour? Gays of wine and roses. The gays of wine and roses. <laughs> yes. 
just scattered around the West Village with all of these trashed. Yeah, trashed with these little beagles just pooping in their little, you know, two-bedroom walk-ups. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, listen, I think my top two were... Ooh, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Uh, were Plasma and Safira. I got to say the same, because Safira, who infamously said... I'll be Lowenstein, like made a tiny little role shine. That's Safira. I got to tell you, I think Safira may be my like front runner because the same, the confidence backed up with the competence. Like it's, it's like Bianca where it's just like, Oh, you talk a big game, but then you play a big game. Like, I love this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I was thinking about her confidence the other day. I was just like, Oh man. She is like I I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. To to just like, oh no, I I would never fuck it up. I'm not gonna be a disaster. Right. That would never happen with me. I mean I can't imagine being that person. It's I admire it. I do too. Even looking back in the workroom when you know you compare like Maya feeling so intimidated in front of Rue and then when it gets to Safira with her group, and I think there is like the talk about like how Mirage ended up as the host, and then Safira very casually like looks at Rune and goes, "So what happened was," and it's just like very peer to peer. And I thought like, yes. that's that says a lot. I I just think Safira has been, she's just been incredible all season, and I just yeah, the confidence is very inspiring because it's not delusional. Right. And then if there's a third person in the top, right, they gave it to Jane. And I get why they gave it to Jane. Uh, I thought her runway was really, really phenomenal. Um, and, you know, she ha- she nailed that character that Jimbo and Jessica did. So, um, it, I mean, it was, I think one of our Marys wrote in, was like, it was like beat by beat, Cecily Strong. It's like, yeah, it was, it was perfectly executed. It, it, it met the purpose. Like, did it? Did I see anything new? No. But no. do I expect RDR to be, you know... Uh, RDRR. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, slap this it. isn't yeah. like the Cannes Film Festival. I'm not expecting to be wowed. Got it. Uh, well, Mary, a lot of our listeners wrote in asking for us to chime in and talk about the hugging and the sax playing at the end of RDR. I mean, it's one of my least favorite things. I won't watch the end of an episode of SNL because I don't want to see people try to find someone to hug while the credits roll. Like I it's, it is, there is no greater social anxiety than like, and there's people behind you. It's like, it's like being, it's the peace be with you at church. It's awful. Yes. Yes, it causes anxiety in you. I don't mind it. I actually liked. I like this little segment. I like that they're still spoofing it. I like that they didn't just edit it out. Like, and they and they leaned in. They added the saxophone. Uh, I think they did that for All Stars as well. I, it, to me, it's it it works in the spoof. And I'm just like, yes, lean into maybe somebody getting snubbed by not getting hugged. Like do show us that. Like, I think you could even go further, right? Where there's like somebody that doesn't get hugged. And like, that's a storyline in this little segment. Do it. Yeah. I think like certainly Geneva on the sacks in that outfit with that Uh wig. I was like, you know, amazing. I do love this on its own. I love this. I love this. Um, you know, I don't have popular thoughts on this category because, granted, I love Cher and I thought the runways were great. This category, to me, is a non-category. The The only assignment here is don't fuck it up. Just, like, don't don't come without a Cher 
costume because it's just a costume look. And the queens that go above and beyond and make it look impeccable or add something new to it that isn't, I don't know, a wig in the wrong era um, are going to do are going to be fine. I don't think there's any way to really fuck this up. That's my thoughts on this night of the shares. I mean, I, I think it there was a sense of like, you know, recreating versus being inspired by and so like right. yeah if you recreate it um you know but i i, I feel like it is i did I, yeah I, I enjoyed seeing rupaul just like stimming out like no notes like as a queen would come down the runway she didn't even need to look at her notes no okay this was share in 1974 at uh-huh. the premiere like right. it was this was ruin right. element and so i love that um but yeah i i think I I guess what I would say is like, unlike some like the multiple nights of a thousand Madonnas or you know whichever ones other ones they've done, I feel like I'm I don't think I know very many share looks. I think I recognized mm. like four of these, and so mm-hmm. there was that too of like, oh okay yeah that looks like that yeah okay. Um, so I also it's Bob Mackie. This was a Bob Mackie runway more than anything. Yeah, and then obviously share had things that Bob Mackie didn't design, but like. It to me, it was very fashion instead of the icon, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I was thinking, it's not, it's not Sharon Moonstruck. It's Share at the Oscars about Moonstruck. Well, you know? it's funny you say that because what I would have done if I was in this, if Barbara please a reveal, I would oh. show, I would come out on the runway as Sharon Moonstruck in that black fuzzy mom coat that she's walking through Brooklyn uh-huh. Heights in, feeling her fucking oats. Oh, and then I yeah. would re- open the coat to reveal the look that she wore to the Oscars <gasps> to win the Oscar for Moonstruck. Mm. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I wouldn't have the headpiece, yeah. and I'd probably get points off for that. But, like, that to me would be, that'd be fun, you know? And that coat, I love that coat in Moonstruck. That is my favorite share uh. look, is that mom coat. Yeah, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, Sharon mermaids. Uh, oh, you, ha- yeah. you can have Sharon v- various videos. Obviously, uh, one of them did that. Uh, was it Morphine? Megami. Um, oh, it was Megami. Yeah, it was, that was a great look. Um, where it was the you know because it was so recognizable. Yeah. The one uh, where it's turn back time. You know, you could also go to those looks, which I think is a little bit more iconic. Um, but yeah, this is a fashion skewed cast here um i will say i i thought morphine looked really great um and so did tsunami those two really stuck out to me um the ones that we didn't get to hear about on the runway rather um the safe queens tsunami and morphine i was just like wow yeah i mean tsunami in particular yeah i thought they were great i thought you know I, I I did like what Dawn did, but then I think they talked about this in the pit stop. But like the the look that she was inspired by was it was a black and white photo. So it's like, what if she did a full black and white look? Especially yeah, given the fact right. that she does like a white face anyway. I thought, oh, that's that would be mm. a cool idea. Yeah, no, I I appreciated the creativity uh, for Dawn. I thought Amanda looked better. You know, and I like that she did the. She did do that. Yes, uh, I feel like that could become a bingo board piece. It's like, does a queen do yes. the like? Shh, I'm cold. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> I guess I like. Of, of course, Amanda's my pizza queen, but I, I. So I have to ask the question of like, the makeup isn't like. It, it it still needs work, right? Like it that this would be considered like yes. still kind of heavy eye makeup, it's, maybe right? Like it's. That's why I said it's better. Yeah. It's better than it was. 
than it's been. Because like when she came uh, out, I was like, still needs work. I was like, yeah, this like it's not this. It's I don't know. Like, am I am I wrong? Um, but I like her so much that it's true, Pizza Queen. Yeah, I of couldn't care less. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Q looked really, really great. It just looked like a perfect recreation. Um, I thought Nymphia was also very drag, like good for TV. We got a funny joke from Sarah Michelle Gellar, Nefertiti's. I can see her Nefertiti's. Um, Nymphia did that like cape twirl thing that like made a little spiral. I love that. Yeah, yeah, love that. And then Safira also understood the assignment. Like you have to, you have to make it bigger. You have to make, you have to really drag up share mm-hmm. if you're coming down the runway on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I appreciated that as well. Um, I, I thought Plasma looked good. I just, I'm not sold on the face. Um, I, it, it just like wasn't, it wasn't this perfect look for me. I feel like the face was kind of painted on her. It was like a share. Mm. It was like if you go to like a a, a a farmer's market and they paint a butterfly on your face, you know, you're like, oh, my God, do you oh. want to get a little butterfly on your face? And I <laughs> sure. felt like someone was like, oh, do you want to be painted to look like share? And that was and, it, you know, it looked like share, but it didn't look like plasma. <laughs> yeah. It looked like plasma wearing um, plasma went to like a really gay farmer's market. Mm. Oh, that sounds hot. Yeah. I. Plant, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and Jane obviously it was a great uh recreation. Um so that's my thoughts on the runway. I again like it, it's such a non-category. I'm just like, well, what do you really want them to do when they're doing these night of a thousand blanks? You know? What do you really want them to be doing? Well, here? what's so interesting is like we see the talk of um plasma or as RuPaul would say plasma rich platelets which I love uh but we see the talk of of plasma feeling like oh I have such a reverence for Barbara I don't know if I could make it funny and we've seen like queens kind of have that issue in the past with like snatch games and whatnot and I feel like what we're kind of seeing is RuPaul has her own preciousness about share and doing the look the right way and not having 60s hair with the 70s look and when she says you know we've just been watching these looks for decades and it's like well, we no, we haven't. You have. That being said, because there were some people on like Twitter, I can't believe I look, uh, who were like, "Oh, enough with the fact that we don't get your like old references." And I'm like, "Sweetie, honey, darling, it's RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, if you want it to be, you know, Mustafa 911's Drag Race, then we can do it your way." Yeah, yeah. There's a fandom around Mirage that I. I get, and I I don't necessarily buy it. I'm just like, it's just because she looks so cunt, and she's thin, and I, you know, I just I'm I don't buy those stands because I'm just like ah, the only way you know how to protect your your queen is to lash out at somebody else, and so like just because RuPaul criticized Mirage, you know, oh I'm gonna block RuPaul and Sarah Michelle Geller on the on social media. Right. I'm just like, okay, it's it's cute. It's funny. I get what you're doing. And like, uh yeah, I, I think that's a fair critique to be like, look, if you're gonna really do this beautiful look, here, do the hair too. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching you. You can't just do this 60s hair. It's not the same. Yeah. Like I get it. Like it's not arbitrary. So like I get I get but it's it's just an interesting thing to see. Like RuPaul has you know, her own preciousness about things and getting certain things right. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, but, uh, but in this case, I get it. 
because it's like, hey, my name's on the show. If you're not giving me the share fantasy that I know better than anyone here knows, then like <laughs> I can't argue with that, you know? I think it's very interesting and entertaining. And I'm on Michelle's side here. I'm like, yeah, but it looked good. Sure. So I don't really care. She looked good. Yeah. Uh you know, I uh I, I don't know if, because RuPaul, you know, when RuPaul's queening out with Plasma about Cher and how she's dark and morbid and all this, oh. and RuPaul says, well, this is why the Rebel Kids loved Cher. And I was yes. like, I don't know if I know, I don't know if I know any of what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're talking it, it, about. There's a history there that I don't think we know, like Cher back in the 60s and 70s, you know, there might have been, uh, like she was alternative right and i guess we didn't see that uh, yeah. yeah we don't see that because we're like believe yeah, yeah right like i i just i think that and i believe rupaul but there was just there was i mean you want to talk about preciousness like that was a very precious yeah, moment right. and i was like right oh I, why am i cringing a little this is why the, this is why the rebel kids I, you know it, it was a little bit of michelle talking about like her ballroom days you know what i mean uh-huh yeah yeah i'm or out like there fighting every day you know yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't mind it because I'm sure it's true. Like I can see that, like, I can, I guess I could understand and I would believe you if you told me like, yeah, back in the day, if you were a fan of Cher, it was considered alternative. It was like, oh, I'm into Cher. If if that was going on in the 60s and 70s, right? Oh, oh I, I like Cher because she wasn't this, you know blonde bombshell she wasn't singing doo-wop you know it was she had this kind of very interesting tenor voice um and you know had like drama with her husband and stuff like that so it's like okay i i guess i see that right i guess I, it's you know had a gay following like i guess i see that yeah i i think it's like it, it's before she became a brand and became kind of a pop culture icon it's like this version of sherry i just don't i don't I don't know her, but I love it. And I, I mean, mm -hmm. and I love that, you know, ultimately I guess we get a little glimpse of some old share with the lip sync this week where I was like, Oh, I guess the rebel kids loved, they just love that story about a dark lady. You know, they just saw themselves, yeah. you know, when, in that, in, the, in that storytelling, I suppose. Listen, if we're talking about this lip sync before we talk about plasma crying, uh, I, I do just want to say I mirage, not clicking her heels, the stripper clack on those in Dark Lady uh -huh. is why she didn't need to know any of the words if she did that. And she didn't do that. She only did it once. She did it on the last clap yeah. clap. But it was like, and it was great because it was like, oh, I also love the fact that you're heel clacking to Dark Lady's like clap claps. I love that. Did she do it on the... Did she do I, it on that? I thought ones? she did I, it because I, I was watching for it. I was watching for what they. Well, would... I know she did it once, but it wasn't like pop, pop. I, I don't think it was that intentional. Like it, it, I don't know. it wasn't the same as like people in a bar slamming their drinks. It was more of like right. it's. I think some part of either the one in the threes or the two in the fours uh, matched up with the clacks. You know what I mean? But it wasn't. Uh -huh. I wasn't fully satisfied, but I appreciated that there was some lining up of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what it comes down to is they kept showing Mirage not knowing the words. And so they sent Mirage home. It's like, uh, you know, I, I know people are trying to trying to 
I don't know, make this an editing thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't think anybody was working very hard here. I to to make Geneva stay. No, you know? I think that it, it's it's what everybody says. It's a lip sync for your life. You got to know the words. You got no one. No one has gotten away with not knowing the words, as far as we know. We're like, well, they acted it out well. I, I'm sure there's been yeah. examples with the edits where we didn't see, but like, I get it. Like that's one of the basic rules of like. And I kind of feel like at the end of the day, I I, I know people are in their feelings of like, well, I, personally, I think, you know, you don't need to know all the words. You could just give a great performance. And it's like, no, if I'm going to be precious about something, at the end of the day, I don't care what else you do. It's about the lip sync. It's about the song yes. and you lip syncing to it. It's a very specific, useless First art assignment. That, that we yes. have to perfect and respect. I am Aja about ballroom. Like, do you have a background in lip syncing? You know, I don't. Yeah. But um, I just think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's the basics. And then you add on from there. Yeah. In my then opinion. you do the clack clacks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just like she did in the talent show. There are a lot of there are a lot of tears. I guess you can call them best supporting tears in this episode. Obviously, uh, Plasma talking through tears, the red eyes, and you know she can't wait to tell her mom that she won. Uh, this was a really a really lovely little heartfelt moment. I it's rare that we see the queen crying in the confessional over their win. And I think the capper of like I can't wait to tell my mom. It was like yeah, so many gays out there. So many anybody's, so many anybody's, but I can only speak for gays, know exactly what that feeling is. I know, I know that feeling. And I was like, I can't, I can't poke. I know I'm making fun of her being a, a theater gay and 54 below and all that. But like, at the end of the day, like, you know, as that one, maybe it was a vine, but it was that girl who was talking about drinking the watermelon, um, Arizona, the same as Beyonce. She goes, bitch, me too. So bitch, me too. You know? Yeah, it was a nice moment. And then we got more tears from Mirage, uh, which I didn't see coming. We had some very dramatic camera shots. We had best supporting tears uh, in the safe zone. Uh, there was a lot going on here, Mary. And I'm wondering, were you was your cup full of over? Oh, I mean, we, whatever the phrase we is. got the angle. We got the angle yes, of Mirage crying angle. with Geneva in the background, you know, out of focus uh -huh. crying. The safe zone drama, I mean, like, got to give it to Safira. That shot of her, mm. she looked like she looked like the survivors of the Poseidon adventure watching everybody else get washed uh, away. I was just like, that's right. You know, in the ballroom. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> safe zone drama, tears, mm. uh, uh, a breakdown, almost to the point where RuPaul might have asked for the paper bag. Certainly. You know, you know at the very least, like. You know, can someone maybe go to the, you know, go to the crafty table and get her, you know, uh, a little Evian or something? You know, it was, um, I'd love to ask Sarah Michelle Geller, what was it like? When was that moment like? <laughs> That's what I'd want to know is you got to be there for like a drag queen, a bunch of drag queens crying. Forget about the performances and the looks. You got to watch a bunch of drag queens cry together. Tell me about it. My friend my friend told me that he thinks that this crying stuff, like that this was a long scene and that RuPaul was crying and that this was like a thing. And then they edited it down. Um, and that you could sort of tell with like on Ru's face that Ru was crying. Oh, I didn't really see that. Did you see that? No, I, I would have certainly, I have a, I have a Google alert for any time RuPaul cries. Like, no, I, 
I love that. Okay. I love that idea. Um, that it went on for a while and RuPaul got really involved. And yeah, uh, I think that would be an interesting uh, to see the unedited footage, right? And Sarah Michelle Geller, you know, she's like, oh my God, this is like when Buffy's mom died on set. Right. You know? And they could talk about uh, like, oh, it's a rough day. You know, we, we, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. We had to, you know, create space for I know each this other. feels like the end, but it's just the beginning. And that's yeah. what they told the actress who played Buffy's mom when it was a, and that's a wrap on oh. Diane, whatever her name is. Who plays Buffy's mom? You must know her name. Buffy Summers' mom, Mrs. Summers. Yeah, Mrs. Summers. Um, Joyce. Her name is Joyce. Well, let's see. I'm going to search. Oh, you mean it's Christine Sutherland? Christine Sutherland. You, of course. It's- I'll tell you all you need to know. What do you need to know? Yeah. Joyce Summers. She dies. Uh, it's played by Christine Sutherland. It was a very sad episode. Nobody saw it coming. We di- we didn't want Dawn. We wanted Joyce, and it was terrible. So wow. Well, you know, Christine Sutherland was in <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that'd be a fun movie right, to talk Mary. about sometime. All right, yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Oops, sorry, honey. Yeah, I shrunk them. Um... That's what Mirage was. What she was thinking, she was honey, a shrunken that, kid. Yeah. On that little po- on the little poof. Huh? Honey, honey. Uh what am I it's like um about it out of honey. What is it? What do we always say? Um uh oh God. honey at the end. Um right? Don't you say like Oh, you don't want to go to Pound Town, honey? Pound Town, yeah, honey. Pound I was like, honey. what do I yeah. say? We're gonna Pound Town, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Pound Town, yeah. honey? Anyway, uh, the tears were great at, this, at the end of this episode. Uh, I think we were all kind of disappointed that Mirage didn't last a little bit longer. Um, and we did recognize, I think everybody as a fandom just sort of recognizes like, oh, she was actually supposed to say, but she actually didn't know the words. Yeah. And that is actually what sent her home. It would have made perfect sense. Geneva had been in the bottom. It made, per- you know, this would have been, oh, let's watch this lip sync assassin clack her way to the, you know, back in the race. Right. The, the story was all there. Um, but instead, yeah, we got, I it, I think in Untucked, we get this shot of like, it's like a faraway shot of like her in the bathroom with the door cracked open, like I think fixing her makeup. <gasps> and it's uh-huh. very Valentina crying against the curtains. Uh the drama. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she got uh, so much love from her talent show and from her song that's been, you know, getting a lot of streams. Uh, kind of a bet. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, you know, honestly, like if I were her, knowing that I was going home second, I would feel like, well, I got a lot of love in a short period yeah. of time. Like she, right. she really, I mean, that's maximizing your time on the show, you know? Yeah. She's, a, I think she's a really good queen. I think she's really pretty. I think she's got a lot of personality and a good performer. Um, yeah. Uh, it, you know, just didn't work out. There's a, it's a pretty strong cast. Um, she was supposed to last longer. That's just the end of it. You know, there was a Mary that wrote in, uh, you know, what's the sin? What's the sin that will send you home that like RuPaul, you absolutely need, right? Like one of the options was like, oh, you got to make RuPaul laugh. You don't make her laugh. That's a sin, right? I think a huge sin here, unforgivable is not knowing the words to a share song. Like I think like on the share episode where RuPaul just like queens out about share and her life and her impact. And you don't know the words, the one of those songs, girl, you're going home, pack your fucking, I'll help you pack your bags, bitch. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you got to make RuPaul laugh at the very least. That'll, you know, that'll save you another week. Oh, Maya. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think there's like basic right. things like that. Like not knowing the words, like it's, you know, uh, it, it's like Club Kid Shoes on Dracula, that. you know? 
Yeah. Right. It's like the basic part of the job. Every, that's why they do those lip sync show offs. It's like, okay, everybody can do this. Let's just do it. I agree. I think that's one of those things where it's like everybody does drag their own way, but I kind of love the idea at the heart of it, though. Like, you should know how to lip sync. You don't need to know how to yeah. sew. You don't need to nope. be a singer. You don't need to nope. be uh, so many things, but like, you should know how to lip sync. Makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're in skag drag and you do a great lip sync, I'm going to fucking believe you. I'm going to get it. Uh-huh. I've, I've done enough towel dress dances and lip syncing to Les Miserables that I know uh-huh. that it doesn't really matter what you look like. As long as you're evoking eponine, we're going to get eponine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Mary? Oh, absolutely. I feel like the look is secondary. When you get that little nuance, when you get when when the when you match the breaths, when you mm-hmm. match the facial expression to the emotion, when you do that little thing, when you do as Jujubee did, the line on the neck uh as as kimura lee when when you see that thing it's like oh i don't need anything else i know that you are otome brown and you are possessed yeah i get it yes that's right yeah oh god so good yeah you're otome brown and you're possessed i mean brilliant anyway uh, that's a brilliant lip sync um i I I, I want to talk about BSAs, uh, but I want to go first if you don't mind oh i mean listen pearls before swine absolutely so the obvious answer is Sarah Michelle Gellar, because, you know, I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love Buffy Summers, and she's a mere prince. Um, oh. I love that she calls it prince, because I've been calling it prince for years. Um, actually, I don't think I've ever called it anything other than Freddie Prince Jr., and she said prince. Yeah. Like, really? I was like, where's the junior <laughs> part, you know? So, but I, 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 just an honorable mention, and I think we'll talk more about this probably on Nuance, but I'm going to give the BSA to Amanda's journal. Oh, Amanda's journal. Didn't she talk about like, oh, I wrote about it in my journal. <laughs> she wrote about how fierce Megami was in her journal. Right. <laughs> you know, she just continues to just like, Amanda is just like, I just want to be friends with her when I'm 12. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> She'd be a great little friend in your like early teens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Great little high school friend. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think certainly there's, you know, some flowers go to Mirage just for some drama. Certainly, I think I once again also have to toss, you know, some flowers to the safe zone for that drama. Um, Mm. You know, some love to Susan Jessica Michelle uh, Geller. I think that (laughs) she was a delight. And I think I have to recognize. Because I had a bit of a turnaround moment this week with her. I think Plasma is going to get it for me because I saw, I I understood that I, 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 I saw who she was. I recognized, oh, we both, I also live in Astoria. You know what I mean? Astoria, yeah. I have my own 54 below, you know? I have my own uh-huh. Linda Edder, you know? Uh-huh. Honorable mention to RuPaul and Maya um, for the for the share impression. Um, and then I got up, you know, I know that we kind of like, you know, we're kind of digging at Ross Matthews for being a judge, but Ross Matthews doing Lindsey Graham as Maya share is brilliant. That is brilliant comedy. I thought, you know, yeah, I know that people are like, Oh, the whole area is Ross Matthews. And you know, when, when he comes in, you know, for the Ross and Roosies, I actually thought, yeah, I, I thought there were, I think there were some funny jokes during the, um, during the looks. I feel like there was, um, oh, I guess I didn't write it down, but, uh, oh no, I did. No, Ross, 
that's what I wanted to point out. Ross not only made an Olympia Dukakis joke, but also made a Silkwood reference. And Silkwood, you can't even Mm. find a copy of that anymore. But Cher, I think she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Files. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Good luck finding it. So I was like, you know, all I needed was someone to make a mask reference, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's there there if you if we uh, he's the one who owns if we don't make these references we lose these references. So, uh, you know, I can't knock uh Ross Matthews. I I'm literally punching up. You know, whenever I'm just kind of like, oh, he's going to, you know, some of the times his critiques are not very they don't make a lot of sense. It's like, you know, sometimes RuPaul's don't, sometimes Michelle's don't. It's like, okay, well, he's just a judge. Yeah. It's fine. And I need to clarify he he does not own if we don't make these references we lose these references i did not steal that from ross i uh what i picked up from ross was nothing changes if nothing changes but that is a that's an original mary i didn't crib that i thought he said that no he says that on the episode i thought you find the receipts Proof. Oh no! I yeah, I definitely don't want to. I I definitely believe you, but uh, I am I'm shocked and in awe. I thought he said that on an episode of Drag Race, and then we started saying it. I I I mean, listen, and Mary's out there. Keep me honest, but I thought that that was just you know a thing that, not to quote myself, you know, it was a thing that I'd said, and then I kept saying it. That happens, okay? Like that happens, you know. I can hear him saying, "If we don't make these references, we lose these references." Like I hear him, so that's why I'm just kind of like, "Oh, let's find out. Maybe our Marys will tell us." I yeah, because I know that what I what I picked up from him was nothing changes well, if nothing yeah. changes, and that has a similar rhythm, yeah. you know. Sure, sure, Marys. I think we're going to leave it there. If you have any thoughts on RDRR, Rusanel, you can reach out to us on Instagram at AllRightMaryPod. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Also. And if you want more of me with high heels on my tippies, uh, talking about best supporting actresses like Plasma or the, or the Safe Zone this week, you can hear more of me on the Best Supporting Podcast. You can also get more of me on Instagram at ColinJoker underscore, and you can get more of both of us, including the All Right Mary After Show Nuance, where we are digging into the Mary Mailbag again this week. Uh, that is also at Patreon.com slash All Right Mary. Well, all right, Mary. Well, um, do we have a last chance lip sync? Go ahead. Yes, I'm going to do the last chance lip sync. So in honor of Sarah Michelle Gellar gracing us with her presence, I was like, man, I wish there were words to the Buffy theme song because it's just such a bop. It's such a weird thing that never changed. But I think I'm going to go through uh, the same Buffy lens And it's going to be something to sing about from Once More with Feeling, the episode in season six that was a musical, um, sung by a very auto-tuned Sarah Michelle Gellar. And uh, we're going to leave it there. I think that's that's the last chance lip sync. Let's do it. All right. All right. Because, uh, yeah, otherwise, all you've really got is, like, the Buffy theme song, which I, you know, I love when it goes <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, that's a WB New Tuesday. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Uh <laughs> 
Uh, God, it's so much of that opening. The opening credits are just iconic. Oh God, her dancing at the bronze. Oh God, it's as as Faith. Oh my God, it's such a good opening. I just love it so much. We need to bring those types of openings back. We need them on reality TV. We need them on Drag Race. I'm just like, God, take some notes, editors. Yeah, do more it. More openings, please. Yes. Yeah. Trim off some of the. You know, the the dialogue in the workroom before RuPaul comes in. You know, I'm just like, let's let's do this. Yeah, give me a minute. Give me drag queens running at each other in red, white, and blue outfits like Drag Race Thailand. Yeah, that's right. You know, get me water, get me turnips. Get me water. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh mommy, mommy. Anyway, uh folks, we have gone on long enough. We will continue this conversation in nuance. So uh enjoy a little uh buffany summers and uh keep on serving tot scenes it's all right if something's come out wrong we'll sing a happy song and you can sing along where there's life there's hope every day's a gift wishes can come true with so you work so hard all day to be like others.